Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of October 23rd. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our first story this week is from Forbes magazine and is entitled, What Digital Health Entrepreneurs and Investors Can Do to Combat Disparities in Health. The article begins by remembering 18 years ago when the Institute of Medicine, now the National Academy of Medicine, published a landmark report on inequities in healthcare, specifically acknowledging and making recommendations to address remarkable racial and ethnic disparities in access to high-quality care. Now, 18 years later, the medical and broader healthcare community still struggles, not only with their role in addressing ongoing racial disparities in health, but determining its role in addressing health inequity. And while the medical community broadly condemns conscious racism and Black Lives Matter, they have only begun recognizing and addressing unconscious biases. A decade ago, the federal government began implementing the EHR incentive and meaningful use programs. Designed to prompt physicians and health systems to adopt electronic health records, these programs invested $35 billion in taxpayer monies in the hopes that digitizing health records would create a technology platform on which to launch the shift from fee-to-service to a value-based reimbursement model. This would help us eventually achieve the triple aim in healthcare and also focus on improving population health outcomes. This involved developing plans of action related to access to care, quality of care, and other social determinants of health, which account for 20 to 60% of today's healthcare spend. The private sector has also invested more than $30 billion in digital health in the last five years alone, much of which has been focused on reducing disparities and inequities in health. Telehealth technology can improve access to care artificial intelligence and clinical decision support to reduce human errors and bias, remote patient monitoring, and even transparency tools designed to help reduce costs of care. But the promise of digital technology is struggling to meet the healthcare disparity challenge. Telehealth utilization has increased exponentially during COVID-19, but recent studies suggest that there are disparities in use among different communities. The underlying digital divide is likely exacerbating challenges in access to care. This telehealth explosion is built on the foundation of public health infrastructure, or lack thereof, that does not address bias and inequities. And while the promise of artificial intelligence in healthcare is in large part due to the ability to systematically analyze more data, AI bias can be unintentionally built into healthcare applications. If you're not consciously thinking about the importance of diversity, you can wind up with primarily upper-class white men building technology for a population that is far more diverse and with different needs. And without any malicious intent, you can wind up with bad outcomes, says Carlo Perez, CEO of Swift Medical. So what advice can IT entrepreneurs and VCs follow to help spur ideas to address these disparities? The first is to recognize your limits. Gil Addo is the CEO of Rubicon MD, a technology platform that connects primary care providers with a network of specialists, and the idea for this platform came from his own personal experience. Addo's grandmother was diagnosed with a brain tumor that he observed her having to travel repeatedly thousands of miles to receive care. And he asked himself, why did she have to travel so often to see her specialist rather than having the healthcare system meet her where she was? I solved the problem I understood, said Addo, and as the company started to gain traction in the market, they became aware of their own limitations of experience and background and how this was holding them back in certain ways, including about their community's needs, which led to systemic diversity in the final solution. 
Scott Barkley, partner at P72 Ventures, notes that the path forward to fixing our healthcare system is unlikely to be solved by technology or a top-down policy. To solve our thorniest healthcare challenges, he says, we need to have not just technology, but empathy for the patients and the providers involved. In 2014, James Lloyd and two friends founded Redox to create an EHR agnostic platform that helps digital health companies quickly and efficiently integrate with any EHR. And starting out, Lloyd and his co-founders naturally looked to their friends and former colleagues for help. Diversity wasn't something the three co-founders started out thinking about, but they quickly realized that their network limited their thinking. The reliance on existing professional relationships to address these issues is a challenge not only just for entrepreneurs, but investors as well. VCs in particular, who invest in high potential early stage companies that have a high rate of failure, rely on colleagues who refer in potential investments. But there is a hidden downside, limiting one's openness to new ideas and limiting opportunities for unconnected entrepreneurs. Barkley says, many great VCs look for a signal a referral from a top founder or from another trusted source before taking a meeting with an entrepreneur. That creates a gatekeeper effect. For entrepreneurs building out teams in digital health, the consensus seems to be that if you want to advance diversity, caring about the matter alone is not enough. And one easy way to get started is simply talking about it. People listen, and your staff assume the things that you talk about matter. If the only thing you talk about is EBITDA, then that is what your team will focus on, says Barkley. Both Addo and Lloyd also talked about putting systems in place to back up their words and actions. Is there a reason to believe things can improve? If increasing levels of diversity and representation across and at all levels of the organization helps to raise awareness of and to address these disparities, there is a reason for optimism. Not just because this is the right thing to do, says Addo, although he notes it is, but because there is an increasingly strong business case for it. You can read more of this story in our show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Another great article from Forbes magazine is called Five Core Beliefs Blocking Digital Transformation in Health Systems. Based on work with over 100 of the country's largest health systems and conversations with dozens more, the article shares five core beliefs that currently prevent many health systems from rapidly innovating and achieving significant operational and clinical improvement. A can't-miss blog post from Carrie Lichen of Yex is called How Did Healthcare Make Digital Missteps During COVID and What Do Organizations Need to Do Now? which contains five questions every health system needs to ask to see if they have the digital foundation to weather the storms of the pandemic. Becker Health IT's article, 11 Big Ideas in Healthcare Innovation, features quotes from hospitals and health systems about the role of innovation in healthcare. And lastly, be sure to listen to the latest Healthcare Insight for Marketers podcast from Touchpoint Media. It features a conversation with Rose Glenn on how to have a remarkable, highly rewarding career in healthcare. You can find all the links to these articles in our show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS5. If you'd like the latest in healthcare news in an email format delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS Report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Stay safe, be positive, and have a great week.